Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's just keep feeling after him for a moment. Come on. There are people in this house. You are in a holding pattern. Amen. God has you there for a reason. you got to learn to wait upon Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's love him. Let's love him in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, come on. Let's love him for just a few, few more moments. God, I worship you. God, I praise you. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. It feels good in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, there's a sweet touch of Jesus in this building. Hallelujah. I feel strength coming back into somebody's bones right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Three of the most powerful words in human history. I have decided. I have decided. When you reach that place of decision, there is no turning back. Now, there's people that are, I almost decided. I'm thinking about deciding. I'm contemplating deciding. But when you say, I have decided, it's settled. And sometimes we actually lose strength because we're in that in-between place. We've been praying all morning, just kind of feeling some things. And when we're in that in-between place, it's like a, a plane that I said it just a minute ago in a holding pattern. Holding pattern is where the runway's not quite ready for you yet. So you've got to keep circling until they are ready. Now, there's times where God does that. God allows us to be in a holding pattern because he's got something greater for us. And then there's other times where we just haven't decided yet whether or not we want to fly and keep flying or if we want to land. We just keep circling things. The problem is, is that as long as you circle and not make your descent and land on that tarmac, you run out of fuel. Amen. As long as you stay undecided about certain things, you're going to keep circling and running out of fuel and running out of fuel, running out of fuel. But the moment you can say, God, I have made my decision, you come in for that descent and you will get refueled, you will get blessed. I don't know who that's for here today, but I wonder if one more time we can lift up our hands. 
Strength comes from making decisions. Hallelujah. Strength comes when you decide that I'm going to put my trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not turning back. I'm not turning around. I'm not going in circles. I have decided, hallelujah, that I'm going to land this plane, amen, on the tarmac called Jesus, and that's where I'm going, that's where I'm headed, and I'm not settling for any less. Somebody needs to pray right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we worship you, Jesus. We give you praise today, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, I feel to preach to us in the house of the Lord here for just a few moments, amen. At this time, we'd like to dismiss our Sunday school students to their classrooms. Hey, everybody say God bless our Sunday school kids and God bless our Sunday school teachers. Amen. Praise God. Amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn open to the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 17. Hebrews 11 and verse number 17. Amen. I want to remind you, don't forget this Wednesday night is our old-fashioned gospel worship uh, service, so you won't want to miss that. It's going to be a great time in the Holy Ghost and, of course, Tuesday night prayer. Amen. We're just going to continue, amen, pushing in the Holy Ghost, and so that'll be at 7 p.m. And then for all those that um, are attending the marriage weekend seminars, we want to encourage you uh, to right after altar call for about two, three minutes, just finalized details that we just wanted to get to you, but we were waiting on a couple things. We're going to have a quick meeting right in this back prayer room. Uh, again, two, three minutes won't take much of your time. Just going to give you those finalized details, and, uh, and you'll be blessed by that. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Hebrews 11 in verse number 17, where the Lord declares, by faith, everybody say that, by faith. Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead. From whence also he received him in a figure. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. The one that received the promises offered up his only begotten son. Accounting that God was able to raise him up. Notice his next part. Even from the dead. And I want to preach to us for a few moments what I feel in my spirit and have been feeling in prayer over the last little bit. And I hope to encourage somebody in your faith here today with this word. Amen. I'd like to entitle this today, Promises Don't Die. Promises Don't Die. Would you set down your Bibles and let's pray. All across this house, I believe that God has set the perfect atmosphere. And I believe that God is going to speak to each and every one of us. Come on, let's pray all across this building. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you for the spirit that we feel in this house, the spirit of God that is flowing through this building upon every individual, God. And I'm praying, Lord, even if, Lord, even if, 
Even if you are able, you are still able. Amen. Even if it's from the dead, God, you are still able, Jesus. And I pray that you'd help me to preach this word the way that you have delivered it to my spirit. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise in Jesus' wonderful name. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Promises don't die. Amen. I preached a lot through the years about Abraham, and I think that's good for any one of us, one of the most important people of the Bible, to take a look and study is the life of Abraham. Amen. The life of Abraham mirrors the life of a new Christian, of a new believer, one that is called out from what they know into the unknown, called out into uh, to following a voice. I want you to think about how wild that is, following a voice and knowing somewhere deep down in your soul that this voice is not something I need a prescription for. Amen. This is the voice of God. And there's something about Abraham, amen, that mirrors the life of a new believer. For the Bible declares that no man, no woman can come to the Father except the Spirit draw him. Amen. Except for God calls out to you and God calls out to me, none of us would be in this building today. Amen. There's people in this house that I want to remind you why you're here. You are not here because you just flipped open the yellow pages or pulled up Google or Yelp and you found a church, but you are here today because God has drawn you to this place. That goes for the visitor. That goes for the saint of God that's been here a while. I want to tell you that you and I are in the kingdom of God today because there's a God that loves us. There's a God that's got a plan for us. There's a God that called us. Amen. God calls. Amen. But there's an ebb and a flow, a call and a response. God calls to Abraham, but Abraham must respond. Amen. And as Abraham responds to the call of God, he says yes. He makes the decision, as we talked about a moment ago, that I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to follow the will of God. I'm going to leave everything behind, and I'm going to step out into the unknown because God has got something better for me. I want to tell you that if you're in church here today, it's because God has called you into greater things. Amen. God didn't call you into the church for your life to get worse. God didn't call you into the kingdom, amen, for your life to get, amen, to just fall apart and everything get worse and worse. I'm not saying trouble doesn't happen and trials don't happen, amen, but if God called you out of something, it's because God's got a plan to call you into. This is not a one-dimensional gospel. This is not just get you out of hell, but this is a gospel that will get you into heaven as well. It won't just get you out of the world and get you out of sin, but it's a kingdom that will get you into blessings. It's a kingdom that will get you into promise. Amen. God didn't just call you up out of Egypt, amen, to die in a wilderness, but God calls you out of the world, calls you out of Egypt so that you can inhabit a promised land. Come on, can I preach to somebody? God's got better things for you. God's got greater things for you. Whatever you leave behind uh, is nothing in comparison to what you gain. Somebody ought to give the Lord some praise. 
when God calls you out, he's got a plan to call you in. He's got a plan to do something with you. He's got a promise for you. Everybody say that. He's got a promise for me. Amen. You better believe God's got a promise for you. Oh, me? Yeah. Yeah, you. Amen. God's got a promise for you. Amen. If God called you out, it's not so things can just, it might be that you go through trouble. It might that you have to cross through a Red Sea. It might that you be that you have to go through, amen, trouble and turmoil and problems and all of that happens, but it's because God's got a promise for you. Amen. God's got potential for you. He's got a promised land. Amen. So God calls to Abraham and says, Abraham, if you leave everything behind, I will give to you what you cannot give to yourself. Uh, Amen. If you will leave everything behind, uh, I will give you a promised son. I will give you a future. I will give you hope. I will give you more. Amen. And God does the same thing for you and I. Amen. That if we will leave behind our old life. Amen. I want to tell you, he promised an only begotten son for us as well. That if we will leave behind this old world and our past. Amen. That there is an only begotten son. Amen. Called Jesus Christ. Amen. That is promised for every single one of us. Amen. That we can leave this old world. Amen. Leave our our past lives, uh, amen, we can walk away from it all, and we can find ourselves a place in Jesus. And so God calls, but we must respond, amen, and we must respond knowing that if God is pulling me out, it's because he's got something greater to take me into. So Abraham obeys, he leaves everything behind for a divine opportunity, amen. He leaves everything to see what God will do. Amen. He recognizes that this is a divine opportunity that I've got to take if I want to see something change in my life. Amen. It it, it doesn't shock me that people come to God with all sorts of brokenness, that people come to God with all sorts of dysfunction, that people come to God, amen, in trouble. Amen. In fact, if you came to God without any trouble, God bless you. But the rest of us came to God and there was a lot of trouble. There was a lot of things that we needed the hand of God and the help of God for. And I do believe that God uses those things, amen, to draw us closer to him. But I also believe that God is using those things, amen, uh, to help get us, amen, a desire to see a change, uh, to see a difference, amen. Because part of this kingdom is that this kingdom turns water into wine. This kingdom will take a mustard seed and turn it into a tree. It'll take unleavened bread and turn it into leavened bread. When God's kingdom gets a hold of you, you might come in broken, busted with all sorts of problems, uh, but God will not leave you there. Hallelujah. I just came to talk to somebody for a moment. God won't leave you there. God wants to develop something in you. God wants to create something in you. But it takes a response and a heart that says yes uh, and says I'll leave behind all the security of everything I got here. Or maybe it's I've got this trouble in my life. For Abraham it was that he did not have a son, did not have a child. And that drove him to respond with a yes to that voice. And when he responded, yes, to that voice, Abraham started journeying. Amen. Everybody say journeying. Because living for God is a journey. You don't just show up one day. I've arrived. Amen. Give us the map because we haven't. Hallelujah. Give us the steps on how you arrive. We'd like to figure it out too. But amen. Abraham has to journey. He has to go. Amen. From season to season to season. And all Abraham has is this promise from God. 
that he is going to see a change in his circumstance. He is going to see a change in his life. But Abraham, you've got to keep walking. Abraham, you've got to keep journeying. Abraham, you can't turn around. Amen. You can't go back to where God brought you out of. Can I preach to somebody for a moment that if God has called you out, remind yourself every day it's because God's going to call me into something. And it may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be next week. It might be 10 years from now. But I will keep journeying until I see everything that God has promised to me come to pass. Come on, somebody ought to give the Lord a hand clap of praise. preach to somebody, it's time that we get some tenacity back about the promises that God makes to us. Hallelujah, that tenacity that says, I will not quit when everybody else quits. I will not give up even if everybody else gives up because God has promised something to me and I'm not going to, I'm going to be like Joshua and Caleb. I, I might see everybody else die in the wilderness because they were willing to accept coming out of Egypt but not going into a promised land. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we're not just coming out of some things. We're going to go in. I'm not satisfied just coming out, but I'm satisfied when God fulfills everything that he promised. I'm not going to quit halfway, quarter way, or even 99% of the way. I've got to see everything that God has promised to me and to my family and to the church. Somebody ought to give God praise. I'm going to see it come to pass. I'm going to see it come to pass. And I've got the tenacity. The tenacity says, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to press on. Abraham, you've got to keep journeying. Amen. There's going to be days where you are found in a fight that was not yours. You're going to have to fight the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah. There's going to be times where you're going to be betrayed by those that love you. Amen. Or you thought loved you. Amen. Lot's going to backstab you. Amen. Take off with some of the spoil. There's going to be days where you feel like you've lost everything. Amen. Because Abimelech takes Sarah. Amen. You're going to feel as if you're in a tight spot and a tight squeeze. But Abraham, if you're going to see everything God promised you, you got to keep going forward. you got to keep journeying. And you can't go backwards. Everything in the kingdom is forward. Everything in the kingdom is moving forward. Amen. I, I want anybody, I know that, amen, back in the day, you used to have something called a rewind button. Amen. Praise God, he delivered you of the rewind button. Amen. But there's some folks who live their life wishing they were on the rewind button, wishing they could go back, go back, go back. Amen. This is why some people don't have a future because they're always trying to go back to their past. They're always trying to relive that moment, recap that highlight. Uh, amen. But God didn't call you and I. Time doesn't stop for anybody. Amen. Have you ever noticed how as much as you wish there was a rewind button, there is no rewind button? Abraham, when you leave the Ur of the Chaldees, you've got to have that kind of tenacity. It says, time doesn't stop moving forward, so I won't stop moving forward. Amen. That if, 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 if everybody else thinks they can go backwards, I recognize in life uh, I can't go back to the Ur of the Chaldees. Uh, I've got to keep pressing forward. I press 
towards the mark that's in Christ Jesus. I'm looking towards the hills from whence cometh my help. Everything in the kingdom is forward momentum and it's forward movement. And I know that you sometimes wish you had that rewind button, but if time itself doesn't stop, if time itself doesn't move backwards, what makes us think that in our lives we can move backwards or we can go backwards? I want to tell you that every phase of life, amen, is just that. It's a phase. And when you're there, enjoy that moment. Struggle in that moment. Overcome in that moment. Because there's coming a day where you're not going back to that. Hallelujah. Can I preach to somebody? Uh, amen. I don't know why I'm on it, but I feel it in the Holy Ghost. Stop wishing your life away, uh, wishing you were 10 years ahead. Start enjoying where you are. Start walking where you are. Start worshiping where you are. Start dancing where you are because God's going to do something in that moment. Oh, somebody ought to give God praise. Oh, come on. Let's give the Lord some praise for just a moment. That's a word for somebody. That's a word for somebody. I prophesy to somebody in this house. You need to just stand in the moment you are in and say, God, this is the day the Lord has made. I'll rejoice in this day, not that day, and not that day. I'll stand in this moment, and I'll give God praise. Somebody ought to give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is why people have an issue with the kingdom. Because in the kingdom, it's always forward momentum. You can't be comfortable in the kingdom. Abraham, you cannot set up shop in Egypt because that ain't the kingdom of God. Ah, hallelujah. Just came to talk to some folks. Amen. Abraham, you can't get satisfied now that all of a sudden you've got a well-watered plain. Amen. You're going to have to separate from Lot and go up the mountain a little higher. You can't satisfy, be satisfied living at 5,500 feet. You're going to have to go up to 8,500 feet. You're going to have to go up where you're going to have to be careful because the airs get a little thin where you're living. Amen. And it gets a little tough. Amen. But God's calling you up higher. And Abraham, I know you're older. I know that you're tired. I know you're worn out. But the kingdom of God doesn't stop for nobody. you got to keep moving. Oh, somebody ought to give God praise. The kingdom of God keeps moving. The kingdom of God keeps moving. And guess what? If you're going to be in the kingdom, you got to keep moving forward. You got to keep moving forward. You got to keep moving forward. If you're going to be a promise obtainer, you got to keep moving forward. If you're going to be a promise keeper, you got to be keep moving forward. Oh, somebody ought to give God praise in the house of the Lord. The kingdom of God stops for no man. It stops for no woman. Jesus will pass by. Hallelujah. In fact, if you cry out, Bartimaeus, he might stop for a moment, heal your blind eyes, and then he keeps on moving. And only the disciples were the ones that followed him. Hallelujah. You want to know what makes you and I a disciple? If you keep following. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. You got to keep going with Jesus. You got Judas, I know the 5,000 turned around. I know people, amen, when he, they heard eat my flesh, drink my blood, got the wrong idea about Jesus. But Judas, don't get it twisted. Amen, keep following him. Don't take away and go follow the Sadducees and the Pharisees for just 30 pieces of silver because it looks good in the moment. No, you got to keep following Jesus. Can I help somebody understand? If you and I don't keep following him and keep close contact with him, we start, we start missing out on those Messiah moments. 
Hallelujah. There were people in the New Testament. I'm just off my nose, but praise God. Amen. There were people in the New Testament that they said this. They said, oh, my goodness, I can't believe we missed our Messiah. But there were people that knew he was the Messiah and still missed Messiah moments. You can't, you can't miss Messiah moments. you gotta be, you got to be right next to him because you never know when he's going to multiply fish and loaves. You never know when deaf ears are about to be unlocked. You never know when the leper is about to be touched. You never never know when a Samaritan woman's about to receive, amen, a revelation that she can change and she can be filled with the Spirit. You never know. And so you got to follow him. Well, Jesus, I don't like that you're getting on a boat. There was a storm last time we got on a boat. But Jesus gets on the boat anyways. And those that are calling, amen, and ready to be his disciples that know the kingdom doesn't stop for nobody, they got that Abraham mindset. If we're going to receive every promise that God made to us, we got to get on this boat with him. We got to get on this boat with him. Well, Jesus, I don't like that you're going to a wilderness. If you're going to be a disciple of Jesus, you got to go to the wilderness when Jesus goes to the wilderness. Well, I don't like that we're going by the seashore. You're going to have to go where the stinky fish are if you're going to be a disciple of Jesus. Abraham, you got to move forward. You got to keep walking even if you don't have the promise yet. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on, there's people in this house. The kingdom's moving forward, and you're feeling like you're getting left behind. You're not left behind. You just got to start taking some steps and moving with him. Move with the cloud. Move with the fire. Move with the Lord. Somebody pray. Hallelujah. Amen. So, Abraham, the kingdom of God doesn't stop. You got to follow. You got to be close, and you got to keep going. As Abraham follows, there's times where he slips up. We talked about it a while ago. He ends up with an Ishmael. He makes a mistake. Amen. And so many would feel about themselves, oh, that Ishmael might live forever, and think to themselves that now that I made the mistake, this is what I'm defined by, and this is what my heritage is going to be, my lineage is going to be. But that's not how the kingdom of God works because the kingdom keeps moving forward. Amen. That's good news for for most of us here today, that the kingdom of God moves forward, which means it moves beyond your mistakes. It keeps going forward. Well, well, 10 years ago, to, well, that was 10 years ago. People don't even know that version of you. Amen. In fact, there's many people that have never even heard that about you. They've never, amen. I know that the internet wants to make you think that once it's up, it never comes down, but that's not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God just keeps moving forward. Hallelujah. Amen. The devil might have posted about you a while ago and and put it out there that you were this and you were that. Amen. But if you keep walking with Jesus, you will be unrecognizable. Come on. I know Auntie will see you at the barbecue and think you're still little Timmy. Amen. But you grew up. You got better. I want to tell you, you might think there's some people that knew you from your past and they might hold it against you. But if you keep moving forward in the kingdom of God, amen, there's people that are going to look at you. Uh, they might have, they may have never known you as Abraham. Abram, they only know you as Abraham. There are people that if you will keep moving forward with the kingdom, God will so change you, God will so convert you, that if you will walk in the promises of God, you'll be a new man. You'll be a new woman. You'll be a new creature in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Somebody praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel Jesus. 
I feel, Jesus, you're, you're, you're allowed to grow. You're allowed to become. You're allowed to keep progressing forward because the kingdom is moving forward. And as time moves, as you move, things change. Scenery changes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God does not define you and I by one mistake. Hallelujah. So if you keep moving forward, see, this is where some people get caught up in condemnation. They define themselves by one mistake. And they hold themselves there in chains that God never gave them. In a cage that does not exist. A cage of the mind and of the heart. And they hold themselves to this idea that because I produce an Ishmael, that's all I am. And God keeps moving forward. And Abram, he starts moving forward with God. And God gives him another word. And in Genesis 17... He says, my covenant will I establish with Isaac. My promises are still available after you've made a mistake. My promises are still available to you. You do not have to turn back, nor do you have to set up camp, set up shop in the place that you've been living, amen, with Ishmael. I want to tell you that God let him know that I've still got more for you and the kingdom's still moving forward. Let that be a word for somebody. Uh, well, you don't know, Pastor, about X, Y, or Z, what I was, what I did, who I was with. I want to tell you, thank God I'm not God. Uh, amen. Because you and I might treat other people based on one incident of their life, uh, but God does not do that. Uh, he says, I will establish uh, my covenant uh, with Isaac. Uh, I've given you promise, uh, but now let me make it plural. I will give you promises. Uh, I will give you more than one, uh, more than you can handle, more, come on, it's exceeding uh, abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Abraham, if you'll keep moving forward, uh, I'll open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing you don't have room enough to receive. Uh, it's an overflow. It's an abundant blessing and promises. Somebody clap your hands and give God a shout. Isaac was going to be the promised child. I will establish my covenant with Isaac. And you know what's great? The kingdom kept moving forward. And the Bible declares that you don't hear from God for a while. God has nothing left to say after he speaks his promise because he's already given you the word. And it is your job and my job to believe that word. Can I help somebody understand how God works? God, where'd you go? God, why can't I feel you like I felt you just a moment ago when you were speaking to me? Uh, God, did you forsake me? No. Uh, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That's a fact. Uh, depending on how you feel, doesn't matter. Uh, that's still a fact. Uh, amen. I want to tell you what happened. God already spoke the word. He's already given the promise. Uh, and now he's given you and I an opportunity to have faith uh, and to walk uh, in faith. Uh, to walk uh, by faith. Uh, I want to tell you that the Bible says whatsoever is not of faith is sin. We often think sin is going to the bar. Sin's going to the club. But I want to tell you what else sin is. It's when you're not operating in faith. And so God's not going to make a sinner out of you and me. He's going to give us an opportunity to live by faith. 
He's going to give us the chance to walk by faith. You know what that looks like? Where the water is going wild and you got to step out of the boat. God's going to give us a word and that's where everything goes wild and doesn't line up with the word and you got to walk on that word. The only thing solid is the word that I'm standing on. The only thing solid is God said it and that settled it. The only thing solid in my life is he made a promise and every promise in God is yes and every promise in God is amen which means so be it so what are you doing the kingdom moves forward and I move forward it feels unstable it feels crazy but I'll keep progressing in Isaac in Isaac in Isaac somebody ought to give the Lord praise all across this house oh come on let's give the Lord some praise in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you got to walk by faith. Faith is more than a well-wishing. Faith is an action. Faith is a verb. I'm walking in it. Somebody give the Lord some praise. I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody lift up your hands. In Isaac shall your seed be called. In Isaac, in Isaac. And it's interesting to me because God does not speak to Abraham until the time comes. He goes, a year from now, everything I promise will come to pass. One year. Be shocked what one year can do for somebody. Just give it a little bit of time. Amen. For those that are always so hasty, just give it a little time. Just give it a little time. Amen. Because you never know what will be. The Bible says, cast your bread on the water. You don't know what will be. Just you just keep doing it. Even a sower went forth to sow. He didn't know it was going to spring up, but he just sowed. you got to just keep living. Amen. And so Abraham, he gets a word again that's going to happen this time next year. And Abraham, Sarah laughs and all that. We've heard the story. God makes a covenant with Abraham again. And, and all of a sudden, a year later, everything God said came to pass. And most of our preaching is up to that point. Most of our preaching is getting the promise. So we're preaching the whole way up, amen, to receiving the promise because most people live most of their lives without it. And that's no different because Abraham lived most of his life uh, without the promise coming to pass. Uh, in fact, Hebrews 11 said, and all these, all these died having received not the promise, speaking about the Holy Ghost, speaking about the coming Messiah. Every last one of them, uh, the promise, can I preach to somebody, the promise outlived them. The promise uh, was bigger than them. The promise was greater than them. And I get it. We spend most of our time in this section of life because it's a larger section of life uh, because God operates on prophecy. And the kingdom moves forward. And the only way people move forward with the kingdom is if God uh, proverbially puts a, a carrot on a stick out there and said, this is what I promised to you. Now walk for it. Now pray for it. Now worship for it. Now believe for it. Amen. But then there's this next point of life where he gets it. He finally gets the promise. Now, it's small. It's not quite what he was expecting at the beginning. It's still just a little bit. Uh, amen. How's, how's many nations going to come out of this? But it's sure a lot bigger than having nothing. It's sure a lot better than having nothing. And he says, Abram, Abraham, in Isaac shall my covenant be. In Isaac shall your seed be called. I'm going to use this little baby that doesn't look like much to everybody else. And every promise I made to you is coming through him. And every blessing I promise to you is going to be upon him. 
And Abraham lives, and when he raises up this boy, amen, there's many different opinions on how old he was. But there comes a day, another little bit of silence. He's now enjoying the promise. He's walking with the promise. He's living with the promise. And then the Lord speaks to him and says, Abraham, give me your son back. Ooh. The room went as quiet as Abraham. Give me back what I gave to you. This is another level of faith, church. Can you put back in the hand of God the very thing he put in your hands? There's another level of faith here when you can say, okay, God, I trusted you to give it to me. But now, Lord, I'm going to give it back to you. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm preaching to somebody right now. God, I know you spoke the word. Now I see the word starting to be fulfilled. Amen. But God, I'm going to trust you enough uh, to hand it back to you. And Abraham, the Bible says, he took his son. Uh, amen. Took some of the young men uh, and said, all right, God has spoken to me. Uh, let's go up to Mount Moriah. Let's go get a word from the Lord. Uh, amen. He takes them all the way up that mountain. Uh, and the Bible declares uh, Abraham rose up early in the morning. Uh, amen. He took two of his young men with him. Uh, but he didn't leave Isaac behind and say, well, I'll just sacrifice these two young men. Uh, I'll give you the things, uh, amen, that don't really matter to me. I'll just give you a, a leftover on the side. No, that's not what it says. Uh, the Bible declares that he took with him uh, Isaac as well. Uh, amen. And they took, uh, and the Bible says he turned to those young men and said, uh, Amen, gentlemen, you can only come so far uh, because this is between me, uh, my promise, uh, and my God. Uh, and he says, let's go up the mountain. Uh, as they walk up the mountain, uh, he says, don't worry. Uh, he says, I and the lad are going up yonder. Uh, but I want to tell you what he said. Uh, he didn't say to sacrifice. He didn't say to lose. He didn't say to have a pity party. He said in this season of my life God has given it to me. God has blessed it. And now God is seemingly taking it away. But I want to tell you what Abraham said. He said I and the lad go up yonder to worship. It is worship when you can put your promises, amen, back in the hand of God and say, God, I don't know how it's going to work out, but, Lord, it's in your hands. It's, it's, it is worship when you can say, God, I don't know how things are going to pan out, but, Lord, I'm putting it back in your hands and I'm trusting in you. Amen. And he said we will go up to worship. It is worship. Amen. I want to tell you, it's not worship if it doesn't cost you something. Amen. That's just that's just tipping the Lord. There's something about Amen, knowing that this is everything I've invested myself into all of my life. Amen. And Abraham said, God, if this is what you're requesting of me, he said, I want you to know how much faith I have. I have faith. Amen. If you were trusting me with this promise, I have faith enough to trust you with this promise. If you trust, can I just preach to somebody? If you trusted me with this ministry, I trust you with this ministry. If you trusted me with these kids, I trust you with these kids. If you trusted 
me with this marriage. I trust you with this marriage. What's happening? You're saying, God, you gave this to me. I'm putting it back in your hands. Amen. He said, we will go up to worship. He said, if you gave this to me, I'm going to give it back to you, and I'm going to have as much trust in you as you had in me. Can I preach to somebody? He then said that we're going to go worship, and he said this. He said, and we will come again to you. I came to help somebody. Abraham was convinced that they were both coming back. Abraham was convinced. He knew that God is truth personified. He knew that God does not change his mind. He knew that God is no shadow of turning. That if God promised it, it was coming to pass. And Abraham had this mindset. Even if I kill my promise, God won't let my promise stay dead. That even if it dies, God will resurrect it. Even if I got to slay it, it will come back. Abraham had the revelation that promises from God don't die. Promises from God can't be eliminated. Promises from God outlive you and outlive me. Somebody lift up your hands and let's magnify the Lord. Come on, we're both coming back. We're both coming back down that mountain. God's going to provide himself a sacrifice. God's going to provide himself a lamb. God's not going to eliminate the promise. It would undo the kingdom of God. God doesn't move backwards. God moves forward. Somebody pray. Come on, let's pray all across this house. Abraham, you got to have faith that even if, amen, even if, even if, even if, even if you don't have money in the bank, God's going to pay the bills. Even if, even if, even if you get fired, God's going to make a way. Even if, even if, even if you don't get a phone call, God's still got a ministry for you. Even if, even if, even if it doesn't look like it's happening right now, it's going to happen. Even if, even if, even if you're going through trouble, in trial. That doesn't mean it's dead. It's coming back. It's coming back. If it's a promise from man, it might not come back. But if it's a promise from God, it's yes and so be it. It's yes and amen. Somebody ought to clap your hands and give the Lord some praise. Let's stand across the building lift up our hands. Come on, promises don't die. Promises from God don't die. Promises from God don't die. Promises from God don't die. If God said it, he did not change his mind about it. If God spoke it, he didn't turn. There's no shadow of turning. There's no variableness. There's no mutation of God. Amen. God is what God is. I am that I am. And if he spoke it, it's true. Come on, let's pray. God's word does not change. It is forever settled in heaven. I think where some people have really got frustrated is they made themselves promises and said it was God. I'll say that again. I think where some people get frustrated is they made themselves promises and then said it was God. That's making God in your image. Because if it's truly a promise from God, it doesn't matter what you do to it. It ain't going to die. In fact, Abraham was so convinced that even if it were to die, it would not stay that way very long. Because he had a word from the Lord.
that in Isaac, not Isaac 2.0, not the new Apple version of Isaac, in Isaac shall your seed be called. There's a reason God was specific about that. So that when he asked for Isaac to be sacrificed, some believe, some believe that, Isaac, that Isaac in Abraham's mind was as good as dead. He had already counted him dead. He said this, if God asked it of me, I haven't even made it up the mountain yet. I haven't even tied him to the wood. I haven't even brought the fire yet. I got the knife on my hip. I, I'm just going up the mountain uh, to worship the Lord. But in his mind, it was already dead. But it was also already resurrected. Because he had a word from God that does not change. That Isaac's going to be the one to produce everything I promised to you. And think about this. Not one place in the Bible up to this point had there been a resurrection. Not one place. But you find, amen, that it was Abraham that was the first one to believe in a resurrection. We just celebrated Easter. I want to tell you what we were celebrating, the resurrection. But Abraham was celebrating Easter. It had been thousands of years before it ever came around. He lifted that knife up. And said, though I slay him, you're going to resurrect him. That if I give you my only begotten son, I see something afar off. That there is a day of resurrection. Can I preach to somebody? If you are, if you are baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, I want to tell you, you got a promise from heaven. You are not going to die. Now hear me. The Bible says those that are dead are alive to Christ. For me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. What's happening? You are not, yeah, to everybody else, you died. But God didn't let a promise die. And he said, if I saved you, uh, I already conquered death, hell, and the grave. Uh, I want to tell you, you and I, uh, we, the Bible just says we went to sleep. We went to sleep, and when we get back up, amen, the first thing we see is Jesus Christ. I want to tell you, we are, we are recipients of the resurrection because a promise can't die. Amen, I'll prove it through the Bible. If God makes a promise, it doesn't die. We find the Shunammite woman who says, I don't have a son, and the prophet says, God's going to give you a son this time next year. Amen, he, she has the son. And then a couple years later, that boy's out in the middle of uh, in the field. He says, my head, my head falls over and dies. Everybody said the boy's dead. But the father said, go put him on the bed. And the prophet came and laid himself over that boy. And the Bible says that he, amen, that boy sneezed seven times and came back to life. Amen. Because they received a promise from God. They went right back to the source of that promise and said, God, though it be dead today, though it might seem dead today, though everybody else told me it's dead today, I'm preaching to somebody that thinks that what God has called them to do is dead, gone, and done. It'll never happen. I want to preach to you that's not in the Bible. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance, and God can still use you. The Bible declares Joseph was, received a promise from the Lord, and it did not matter how much hell he had to go through. One day, he saw all of the brethren bowing before him because a promise 
doesn't die. Lazarus died after four days. And the Bible says, Jesus said, Lazarus is dead and I am glad. That doesn't sound very nice. Because Jesus had made a promise, I'm coming. And I am the resurrection and the life. You've seen that I can heal, but now you need to also see that I can resurrect that which you think is dead. Elizabeth was pregnant with John by word of the Lord, a promise from God. And many believed that she had this baby in her womb. She hid for six months because he did not move. And many expositors believe that John the Baptist was dead in her womb. But promises from God don't die. She came in contact with Jesus. The Bible says the baby leapt in her womb. Amen. I want to preach to somebody. Uh, amen. That the Bible declares that Elisha wanted a double portion uh, of Elijah's spirit. Uh, amen. The Bible declares uh, that he had done 13 miracles. Uh, one shy uh, of doing double the miracles uh, that Elijah did. Uh, he had received a promise from God. And the Bible declares that Elisha died. Well, there goes my promise, God. I almost got double. Nope. The Bible declares there was a war going on. And a man got stabbed and died. And they took that man and they threw him in the cave. You owe me the prophet's bones today because you're skinny. And they took that man. Amen. Not for long. We'll just wait a couple years. Praise God. You'd be like the rest of us, blessed in favor. Hallelujah. And they took that soldier that died in the battle, and they threw him in the cave. And the Bible declares that when the dead man came in contact with the bones of a man that had a promise from God, the Bible declares this man got back up and came out of the cave ready to fight another day. What am I preaching to you? If God ever promised it, even if it's dead, it's coming. Coming back, even if you can't see it, even if you can't feel it, that doesn't mean it's over. Let's lift up our hands and let's pray all across the building. I'm done preaching. ARC, you cannot kill a promise. Church, you can't kill a promise. Mother, you can't kill a promise. Father, you can't kill a promise. Amen. Ministry, you can't kill a promise. Leader, you can't kill a promise. Amen. I want to tell you, promises don't die. Promises don't die. Promises don't die. Even if it looks dead, God is able to resurrect it. I am preaching to people today, and I felt it in my spirit. That they are in this moment where it seems like they've got they've got the knife maybe up and some have already brought the knife down. It feels like, hey man, God, why are you asking this of me? Why does it feel like it's gone? Why does it feel like it's dead? Why does it feel like it's over? But God sent a preacher to tell you that even if it looks dead, it's not. Even if it feels like it's over. It's not over. It's not over until God says it's over. It's not finished until God says it's finished. It's not done until God says it's done. And if God has spoken a word to you, the kingdom doesn't stop for nobody. Keep walking in that promise. Well, preacher, it's dead right now. No, 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 no. It's just asleep. It's just resting. You've got to keep moving forward. And resurrection power is coming. I want us to lift up our hands. I'm done preaching all across this house. Come on. 
Promises don't die. Promises don't die. If you got a word from God, I encourage you in the faith today. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Even if, even if kind of faith. Even if it dies, it will resurrect kind of faith. I want to open up this altar. Would you come? I want you to bring Isaac with you down to this altar. I want you to bring Isaac down with you to this altar and say, even if it seems dead, it's not dead for long. Even if it looks like it's over, it's not over for long. Even if I feel like it's finished, it's not finished for long because God made me a promise and I'm going to hold on to that promise. Can I preach? There's some mothers and fathers. You've got some kids that God has spoken to you are coming back. I want to tell you, grab Isaac, bring him down to the altar and you say, God, even if it looks dead right now, it won't stay that way for long. Come on, there's people that God has promised to you. God has planned some things for you. God has spoken words for you. God is going to give you that promise because God's not a liar. It's going to come to pass. Come on, let's pray as they sing all across this building. Come on, let's pray all across this house. Don't give up now. Don't give up now. Keep worshiping God. Keep worshiping God, Abraham. Keep worshiping God when you don't understand. Keep worshiping God when the knife's in your hand. Keep worshiping God when it feels like you have to lay it aside and lay it on the altar. Keep worshiping God because you know it's coming to pass. And Isaac shall your seed be called. Surely come to pass. I believe you're moving, and you're not finished. Healer, wonder-working, miracle God, you can do. You're not 
can shut it. No. 